What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Crimecasters. I'm Drew, and this is my better half, Caitlin. Today, we will be discussing the Bronx serial killer, also known as Alejandro Enriquez. Before we begin, this episode contains sensitive topics of the murders of three young girls, Shamira Bayo, Jessica Guzman, and Lisa Rodriguez. Listener discretion is advised. All of the following information for this podcast comes from these sources. Criminal Minds Wiki, The Irish Mirror, and The Scottish Sun, and The New York Times. Thank you. Alex Enriquez is a known serial killer, also called the Bronx Serial Killer. He is a psychotic liar and is a not a very good guy. So some more background information on him. He was born in 1961 and grew up in Hunts Point section of the South Bronx, New York City. And he was the youngest of seven siblings and step-siblings. So obviously right off the bat, he was... Grown up in a very rough place, the Bronx is definitely not a uh, very fun place to grow up in. His father was a barber and his mother was a polisher in Manhattan Jewelry District before moving to Puerto Rico. He has said in an interview that him and his mother had a very good relationship before he passed away while in prison. He has also said he lived a very happy childhood, according to him, and His parents did everything for him, and he went to the best schools. However, he did end up dropping out. According to police, though, there has been allegations that he was sexually abused as a child, but he has always denied these, saying that his childhood was very happy and his parents gave him everything. His reputation as an adult is not the greatest. He is a liar and a deceiver with a very sketchy business. He he claims to be the owner of a livery car company, but he actually conned airport rental agencies by subleasing rented cars to drivers. And he has a quote-unquote wife named Andrea Rosario, who they weren't exactly married. And he had lots of girlfriends who he scammed by uh, taking out credit cards in his names in his name sorry that he would use for his business and then whenever he wasn't able to pay the money back like pay his debts off he would threaten those girls and then disappear he also told many children in the neighborhood around where he lived that he was a detective and then would let them play in his cars that he owns and he would also buy them toys and video games he's very sketchy He owned a lot of cars, and he also told older teens that this is how he got women to like him, by using his car charm and, quote, clean-cut appearance. Absolute magnificent clean-cut appearance he has. (laughs) Early crime that occurred in Alex's life was when he was in his low 20s, about 22 range, He was charged with molesting his niece and his daughter's girlfriend, which would have happened in 1983. A big crime that would have happened early was in 1987. Uh, He robbed a Manhattan Yacht Club, which is a pretty big thing to rob, where his wife had previously worked, again, quote-unquote wife, 
And then in 1988, he was charged with assault by scalding, which means burning with like really, really hot water, uh, doing that to his three-year-old son. So not the nicest guy. Exactly. Now I'll be moving on to the main murder case. Um, in the main murder case, it involved three young girls, um, 14-year-old Shamira Bayo, 21-year-old Lisa Rodriguez, and the youngest, 10-year-old Jessica Guzman. Um, Shamira had disappeared from the neighborhood on July 2nd, 1988, and her body ended up being found the next day in Pelham Bay Park on the side of the road. It had just kind of been dumped, and this had kind of been a pattern with all of the girls that had disappeared. Evidence had shown that she was um, raped and beaten to death with repeated blows to her head, and all the girls also had been found to be asphyxiated. Um, and then in June of 1990, Lisa Rodriguez was then found dead wearing pants like it was like pink sweatpants that belonged to andrea rosario who was uh alex's wife which was a pretty big uh piece of evidence in the case because how would lisa have gotten her pants like people weren't sure about that and henriquez had known shamira which was a pretty big piece and then he dated lisa earlier and he had introduced Lisa to his landlady as his niece so whenever evidence came out that or like the body of Lisa was released the landlady kind of put two and two together and I realized that Henriquez was a pretty big suspect in the case. So in October of 1990 another body had um, been found near the Bronx River Parkway it had later been confirmed to be the body of the youngest victim, 10-year-old Jessica Guzman. This murder really stunned the community and caused the New York Police Department to create a 40-member task force to find the killer of all these murders. Um, it had stunned the community so much that even the president had later sent a flag in that covered her casket as they were taking her to her funeral. Yeah, Jessica's murder was probably one of the biggest ones because it really got everyone to start trying to figure out who this guy was because it would have been about the like fourth or fifth disappearance in the community at the time uh while being investigated for the murder of jessica guzman uh they ended up linking him to the uh 90 1987 robbery that we talked about earlier and he was held in jail without bail for that with all of these murders alex was the last seen with all of the girls um alex was lasting with Jessica alive, who was a friend of his daughter. And the mom actually had met him and said that he seemed like a normal person. He had been out front cleaning his car. And Jessica had mentioned to her mother that this was her friend's father. In January of 1991, Alex, realizing that he was in quite the pickle, had convinced his nephew to call the media claiming that he was the killer. This ended up backfiring pretty bad on him because he, he, gets, he accidentally gave away a lot of information uh, that only the murderer would know. Like Jessica's, Jessica's pants color scheme, which the police didn't even know at the time because of 
discoloration from stuff like blood. He claimed that the police had coerced him into admitting this stuff by telling him the color of the pants and everything, but the cops claim that they never told him and that he just likes to lie and try to convince people that he's innocent by blaming everything on the cops and that he knew what color the pants was because he gave her the pants because they were his wife's pink pants. Yeah, this probably seemed like a pretty good idea at the time, but I don't know. It didn't really work out. So recently, the prosecutors say they had found their strongest evidence yet in the case because most of the case had ended up being circumstantial up to this. Um, They presented to a Bronx jury that they had found fiber evidence that directly and physically links him to the crime of all three girls. Um, They had said they found three hairs um, on 14-year-old victim Shamira Bayo, and this happened to match the the hairs on Alex. And the fibers found inside Alex's sweeper at his house matched those of all three victims on their clothes, and after and this was challenged at first, but under close examination, they um found that these fibers did match. Um, those inside of Alex's sweeper. Wow, that is just huge evidence. That just undisputably means that it's gotta be him. He's done. He's going to jail forever. Although, a lot of people do say that this isn't the same as DNA evidence, so they can't directly link him to the crime because fiber evidence, they say, is not as strong as DNA evidence. What? You mean that doesn't mean it's him? It could still be him, but... They don't want to say for certain because most of it had been circumstantial up to this. And this is the first really big piece of evidence that they can say physically links him to the crime of all three girls. Oh, that's very true. Now moving on to present day, Alex Enriquez is still in prison. He's been there for about 28 years now and has always denied taking interviews. Piers Morgan, a TV personality, journalist, and writer, has recently interviewed him. In this interview, Enrique still pleads that he is not guilty. In quotes, he says, I didn't kill them. Listen to me carefully. I have never taken anyone's life, not even an animal. Never. To me, there is nothing worse than taking an innocent child's life. End quote. Pierre says that Enriquez is the best liar he has ever interviewed, which, coming from him, is very important. This is really important because he has interviewed a lot of people in his career and he's very experienced with interviewing people that have committed crimes and he's also interviewed a lot of liars. So saying that he is one of the best liars he's ever interviewed is really, really important. Enriquez during the interview also had said, quote, Am I capable of hurting a child? No, because I have two girls. Ironically, my second girl is called Jessica, the same name as the girl I am accused of killing. I really can't express the pain I feel when I hear that, end quote. It's really crazy how he had named his daughter Jessica, and then he had later been accused of killing a girl named Jessica around the same age, and that he had two girls. He also talked about how he gets really emotional whenever he sees, like, things on TV about different uh, young girls being killed because he can't believe that he's being accused for that. So, during the interview with Morgan, Alex had been caught in a lie and had given himself away. 
He had been mentioning that a floral design on Jessica's underwear, and he also had mentioned a cut on her bra that was not given to the public at the time and that no one else would have known about except for the killer. Then after cleaning Jessica's body, Enriquez's description had matched what he said. Enriquez tried to make up for his vital mistake, saying that police officers had told him about it and then he heard it from pictures. This obviously did not work because only the murderer would have known that. This also kind of ties back in with the um, pink pants that he had given her, saying that police had coerced him into saying the pink pants, when really he had just made it all up, trying to get out of the lie that he had created for himself because he just kept digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole of lies that he couldn't get back out of. Yeah, although he's a really great liar, he kind of messed this whole thing up for himself. Now moving on to the trial of Alex Enriquez. The trial began on July 15, 1992, just over four years of whenever the first murder occurred. So during the trial, Alex had said that he wasn't really guilty and that the cops had just made him look guilty and kind of used him as a scapegoat just to make the community um, less worried because all these killings had been happening at one time and the NYPD could not find a killer. So he was just kind of saying that they used him just to calm down the community and make them happy and seem like they had convicted someone of killing all these young girls. The prosecution was able to link Enriquez to the killings through circumstantial, forensic, and witness evidence. On August 28th, he was convicted of all charges. He was condemned to three consecutive 25 years to life imprisonment sentences. He is currently incarcerated at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in New York State, and he still thinks he is innocent. Even after all the lies that he's told and everything he's been caught in, he still keeps trying to tell people that he's innocent. Even with the fiber evidence that they now have, he still continues that he's innocent, which was kind of brought up in the interview with Piers Morgan. Yeah, he's done for. So, summing up everything that we talked about, the Bronx serial killer, better known as Alex Enriquez, is still serving his sentence today and was convicted of murdering three young women, a 10-year-old girl named Jessica Guzman, 14-year-old Shamir Bayo, and 21-year-old Lisa Rodriguez. He was sentenced to three life terms for all three murders, and he still maintains his innocence even today with all the evidence up against him. And he is also still known as a large liar and deceiver in the world of crime. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Crimecasters. See you guys next time.